0: Welcome, my name is Andrew and this is the Who That Discussion, a New Orleans Saints podcast where we talk about all Saints news, opinions, and reactions. So guys, first before we get really into any um, news or storylines, I just want to say sorry for this episode being a little late and it's supposed to come out Sunday and it's going to come out Monday and... Also, our film study is a little behind schedule because with the news of Gerald McCoy and how he's going to be staying with the Bucks, we had to take him out and edit him out of the film study, which is obviously going to be taking a little extra time. But expect both of those um, episodes out soon. Obviously, this one's going to come out Monday, and then later in the week, we're going to get that film study out and it was really fun to do, but now all this editing—we're gonna edit out McCoy, and we're gonna do a new player. I think it's gonna be Jonathan Hankins, more of a veteran type player that the Saints could look to fill in, you know, for those defensive tackles, depending on who comes back, or um, you know, just in case Onyema is suspended for the two games, or you know, Rankins if he's out, you know, we could have a Hankins there just to fill in for a little bit. The Saints may want to do that option instead of going all big in for like you know, Ndamukong Suh type player or Sheldon R- Richardson player like that. That's what I think that the Saints are definitely looking at there. But I think we're just going to jump into the Saints news this week. There is definitely some more news. The uh, Antonio Brown saga, that continues. We have some quick news on that. And also, instead of doing our group-by-group recap for the 2018 season and looking forward to the 2019 offseason, we're going to talk about the scouting combine, which begins this week. So we're going to start with the news. And first off, this is a very interesting um, piece of news that – um, picked up from another podcast with J- Josh Cadenzine uh, It's I saw it on um, Twitter at first, and then I went to check it out on the Nola News you know com Twitter you know network. All their good stuff they put out. But Cadenzine uh, said that don't expect the Saints to bring in these like big tight end free agents. He thinks that the Saints will get Josh Hill as their number one tight end. Maybe they'll bring in a small type player. Maybe they'll draft um you know a not so good not like not so good but a player, a young player that needs some work and uh, Josh Hill is going to be the number one tight end. That's what he thinks. That That's not said so on. That's not what the Saints thinks. That's not a source. I just want to put it out there. But he's definitely knowledge- knowledgeable about this team and he's knowledgeable about the league and I think he does a really good job with the Saints. So I do value his expertise and his opinion and he thinks that Josh Hill will be the number one uh, tight end here and I'm not happy about that at all. I've the first person to tell you since, you know, day one when the season ended in January, I said the Saints need to bring in a tight end threat, and if they don't, I think that they could um, falter, or, you know, like they're gonna falter, but if they don't, and they can't fill Ben Watson, they just fill him in with um, Josh Hill, it's gonna create a void, and uh, it's not good for the Saints, especially now, it may not hurt them a lot, but over the Sean Payton era, Drew Brees era, We've had good tight ends, and I wouldn't want the Saints not to have a good tight end here when I feel like they I think their options out here very deep class and they're not even gonna go after one. To me, that'd be a little disheartening. I think they should go after Jared Cook, but even if they can't get Jared Cook, you could still get guys. I know Jesse James, he's rumored to either stay in Pittsburgh or maybe go to the Bills. Look, I, I'm not a huge Jesse James fan, but I think he could be a good piece for us. And then also even looking at guys like Austin fair and Jenkins. Coming here, you know, he's a really good receiver, and he really hasn't played with a good QB. So maybe he comes here, plays with a good QB, and he can, you know, be better. I think he at least pick up a player like him. Um, I really don't—maybe pick up a guy like, you know, Tyler Eifert, like a little uh, risky guy, but I really don't advise the Saints to go into next year with Josh Hill as our number one tight end. And that's something against Josh Hill, but he's a number two guy. He's not a number one guy. He's a backup player. He can shine when you need him to shine, but he's just not that top— guy so on to our next headline and it's going to be um the Steelers will most likely trade Antonio Brown to an NFC team look we're going to keep on covering this story until he's traded because he's that good of a player I believe that I know some people don't want the Saints to get him I think he's not so good he's a good player he's an impact player and if the Saints got him it would be huge and you know to every Saints fan out there if the Saints um tomorrow decide uh trade for Antonio Brown you're going to be happy you're going to be excited and uh that's why I'm covering it um, in detail. Maybe other people haven't. They don't think it's going to happen. But they're going to trade him to an NFC team. I'm looking at three teams right now. And um, if there's any more teams, guys, comment down below. Um, you know, t- Tweet us at Twitter. Um, all that stuff, because I want to hear what you guys think. But this is what I'm thinking here. I think that when you're looking at it, it's going to be the Saints, 49ers, and Packers. And I really can't find another team in the NFC that really fits on the need for Antonio Brown. Um, In the AFC, I think, obviously, the Ravens would be a team. They um, cut another receiver, which we're going to get into later. And I think he'd be, obviously, a really good fit there. Um, A lot of other places, the Jets, maybe. Um, A lot of players need, not a lot of teams, excuse me, need a really good wide receiver, star wide receiver. But if they don't turn him to that AFC team, NFC teams, when you're looking at it, you're going to have the Saints, 49ers, and then also the Packers, I think, could use him as well. Think of him and um, Devontae Adams. That could be a really good tandem, just like Mike Thomas and Antonio Brown. Both be amazing t- tandems. I think Michael Thomas is better than Devontae Adams, but still, great receiver over there. But I don't think that um, he's going to go to really any other team. Maybe he goes—maybe they try to trade him to, like, the Panthers because they do need, need a wide receiver. But I don't think they would spend that money on— Like, they don't really like having those big, big star players. They, you know, and those big personalities. Look at Josh Norman. They, you know, sent him away. So I don't think— that they're going to go after him. And really, after that, I'm thinking of all the other teams. No one really has that Antonio Brown need, stretch the field. I mean, look, any team could go after him. But, I mean, I think these three teams are the teams that one of these three I think are going to get Antonio Brown. I don't know if it's going to be the Saints, but I think it's definitely a possibility that the Saints go out and get him. And also, already three teams have asked the um, Steelers about um, Brown. And I'm hoping the Saints are one of them. If not... Look, obviously, you still have a lot of time to think about it. But I do think that the Saints is the second round and Pete. Um, and I also said, if it really gets down to it, at the third round from next year or fourth round. And that, that's just what I feel. You're trading um, a player like um, Pete. Just really, it's more of a cap move. He's $9.6 million. And then Brown will only be 12. So really only taking $3 million of cap. And then that second round pick. Look, if with your second round pick, if you're picking Antonio Brown, that's not that bad of a move. I, I don't think anyone's saying that. Uh, Look at this year. When you're looking at your first round this year, it's Marcus Davenport. Um, Think of like you're picking Marcus Davenport in this first round. We know that's what we traded for him. We gave up um, our first round pick to get Davenport. So now really in this draft, we have a lot of guys that we've gotten already. We've gotten a Davenport. We've gotten an Eli Apple, um, Teddy Bridgewater. So when you're looking at all these guys, it's not that bad of a draft class if you really want to think about it that way. But to me, I do think that the Saints should look at Antonio Brown. And if they don't, I'd really think that it's an opportunity loss. But if it, you look, when you're looking at it, I'd rather go after the tight end. I'd rather get Jared Cook. But it doesn't look like the Saints are going to get Jared Cook just by, you know, all, all these you know, rumors saying the Saints may not get a tight end. But if the Saints have the option to get Jared Cook, you got to get out and get Jared Cook. I think he's the first option. Then after that, then I look at Antonio Brown, see what you only have to go up for him. And then maybe you can strike a deal with Pittsburgh. But I, I just thought those were very interesting details. And I wanted to share them with you guys So now we're going to go on to kind of our cut segment um, that we've been doing the last few episodes, and we're going to look at just two players. One of them was supposed to get cut and didn't get cut, and one of them got cut. So first we look at the player that did get cut, and that is wide receiver Michael Crabtree. Last year he had 54 catches, 607 yards, and three touchdowns with the Baltimore Ravens. He signed, I believe, a three-year deal, and they caught him after one year, which, again, is uh, these players... He only got eight million of his like twenty-one that he signed with. So again, these players, um, they're not going to be happy because they're not getting a lot of money out of their deals. Only getting eight million out of the twenty-one when you have other sports getting full guaranteed contracts. But anyways, I do think that Crabtree can be an option for the Saints on a short-term deal. Like me, you're gonna obviously. I think you're probably gonna give him two years. But if you think to give him two years, six seven million, I think that they may have to pull the trigger instead of getting a Des Bryant type player. And this is assuming that they don't get Antonio Brown. Because if they don't get Antonio Brown and you're thinking like Des or Crabtree, maybe you spend that extra money that maybe you would have had with Brown. You use it for Crabtree and you got a really good receiver here. And he's also a good player in the red zone. Before this year, I know he didn't have, you know, a lot of touchdowns this year, only three. But before that, he had 8-8-9 um, eight, eight, um, in the touchdown department. That's really, really good. You got to get off to him. He definitely, you know, in the red zone, he definitely gets open, especially on the jump balls, and he's going to leave, and you're going to have to guard him. So they're going to stop double-teaming Mike Thomas, and now they're going to um, leave both guys one-on-one, and that's going to create more opportunities for Michael Thomas. It's going to create more opportunities for Michael Crabtree, and I think the Saints will be better in the red zone, especially passing the ball in the red zone. I think he could be a good player. I think he'd be a good addition, especially if, you know, let's say you don't get Antonio Brown. And um, you're between him and Des Bryant, I pick him. He's a more stable player. And especially if you're not using and allocating that money with um, an Antonio Brown-type player, you go in, you get that sure player that's going to probably give you between, you know, about 600 yards, maybe 600, 800 yards, over 50 catches, and maybe, I'm hoping at this point of his career, about eight touchdowns, seven to eight touchdowns. That's really, really good, especially out of the number two spot. And I think... That he's kind of at that point in his career where he's a full-fledged number two guy. He's not even looking to be that number one guy. But I think he could be a player that the Saints look at for sure. So, also, kind of our second player that we're looking at in this cut segment is a player that didn't get cut, but he was expected to get cut. And that is Gerald McCoy. McCoy will stay with Tampa Bay. He was—not like he was rumored to come to New Orleans, but he would have been a really good fit if the Saints— um, if he got cut and the Saints were looking to get that defensive tackle. I think the Saints should be looking to get that defensive tackle. I don't know if they will— especially at this point, maybe you just re-sign um, your player here with um, Tyler Davidson, excuse me. And I think that if the Saints could get Davidson and I just draft him, like maybe you get Kalen Saunders, who I really, really like, and maybe, you know, you could sure up that middle, and you maybe you get a guy that, you know, is very, not old, but a veteran-type player that you could plug and play for a couple of games once, you know, David Onyamata comes back and Sheldon Rankins comes back, and you're just and you're fine there. You can probably do that and get away with it, and the Saints would be fine. But I do think that a star-type player here would have been really nice, and Gerald McCoy would be that type of player. Maybe the Saints still do that. They can get a Nagyama Kinsu player who's probably going to get eight $9 million. Um, people were rumoring the Saints last year that he had a visit and everything. So, look, he can come and maybe um, play, and I think he could come here. I think it's a possibility. I wouldn't say it's like you know 100% full-fledged, but I'd say it's, there's a chance. But... I think I'm valuing that the Saints go over onto the offensive side and getting that skilled position before they do really anything on the defense. That's just my opinion here. Now, like okay, I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints went after um, this defensive tackle. I wouldn't be surprised if they went after a safety, um, but I would I don't think they're going to stay away from the linebackers, and I think that they're going to stay away from really any other position besides tight end, wide receiver, um, and tackle. Those three positions and defensive tackle. Besides those three, I don't expect. I don't think you should go after um, really any other. Players, I think you just get a defensive lineman uh, on the edge. Uh, maybe you re-sign Alex Okafor. I would love to do that, but I think that's what the Saints should do there. So now onto our main topic for this week, and that's going to be the scouting combine and the five stories uh, storylines I'm looking at going into this combine and this year and this draft, really. And we're gonna really we're gonna take a break from your recap in our groups, and uh, we're just gonna get right into these storylines. And look, I believe this combine looks is gonna be very interesting. Because this is the first time our front office will get to look at these guys live. Most of these guys live. Now, obviously, they probably scouted them a little bit. They, no, they went to the scouting, the senior bowl. That's not all the players. Like, some of these players we haven't seen at all. Like, all the juniors and stuff. And this is really the first time we get to see them live and really get to talk with them. And, you know, work out um, in these drills. That I mean, people say they don't matter. But I think they definitely do, at least a little bit. Obviously, the tape means a lot more. But these matter just a little bit. So, we're going to go into these five storylines and our first storyline is can the saints and can the fans really see potential tight ends um to see if they're ready for that year one value that year one starting value and can the saints get a player like that there hasn't been many tight ends in the last couple years that have been able to start right out of the gate and play really really strong like first year first couple games it just doesn't happen that much um, maybe the Saints could find that type of player, target him, and look at him in that second round of the draft. And maybe that's why the Saints maybe won't um, give up that second rounder for Antonio Brown. But I do think when looking at here, you got to look at when you're looking at this type of starting potential, you got to look at the guys that you're going to pick in that second round. And I'm looking at Irv Smith if he falls, Noah Font from Iowa, and then also Saints maybe want a blocking tight end. that can pass, That can also catch a little bit. Um, TJ Hopkinson from Iowa as well. If the Saints are looking for more of a late-round pick, maybe they see some player with a lot of potential and he's really not being talked about. Maybe you go after a player like Foster Moreau from um, LSU or maybe a Caleb Wilson who we saw in the Senior Bowl and the Saints were definitely linked to him. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints went late-round and got these types of players. But what I'm going to be looking for with this tight end group is that can we see someone start right out of the gate, play really good? Now, last year we did see some tight ends play good. You're looking at... Um, Dallas Goddard, he was really good late in the season. It took him time to get going. And I think realistically, that's going to be the same with any tight end. And uh, I think that the Saints, when looking at it, I think they should look to the free agent market. But here, look at these tight ends. I think if we see one really flash and like he's ready, he started material, material excuse me, right away, he's a good blocker, he's a good receiver. We can split him out wide if we need to. And I think if you see that type of player, you go after him. But um, I think that this is really our first test to really see that, especially for the fans. And also, I'm looking at um the GM as well. Maybe Mickey Loomis sees someone that he likes there, and they're going to pick in that second round. Um, Irv Smith, I really like Irv Smith. I just don't think he's going to fall to us. Noah Font, another player. I mean, if he falls to us, maybe you go pick him. Hogginson more of that um blocking-type tight end. So I, don't know, I wouldn't go after him there. I think we already have that in Josh Hill. But especially if the Saints may not go out, out in free and and get that number one tight end. I would look in the draft then, um, and I want someone there. I don't just want Josh Hill, Dan Arnold, and um, the Who Man or Garrett Griffin. I just don't want the Saints to do that. I want them to go out and get that um, tight end, and maybe it's through the draft, and I can see it if you really want that second round. If, if I was the Saints, this is what I would actually do, and this is my full plan. I would sign Jarrett Cook to like around a two-, three-year deal. You keep Josh Hill. And then you sign one of these guys and then you keep Dan Arnold on the back burner. If he really keeps coming, then if the Saints see a lot of potential in Dan Arnold, they probably won't pick a guy because that's really their young guy at that position. But if they don't see that much in Dan Arnold and they really don't see that he's going to be progressing to be that number one tight end of the future, I think you go out and try to get another one of these guys. And then you have um, a Cook-type player as a placeholder. And I think that the Saints could definitely do that. And I wouldn't be surprised if they do do that in this year. And look, if they don't, that's just what I think they should do. If they don't, maybe you go and get a young player in the draft to go along with Arnold, and you really don't pick anyone that's high profile in the um, tight end of free agent market. But that, that's just my opinion. That's what I feel. So our second storyline is, will a QB shine to warrant a further look for the Saints? The Saints aren't expected to go... Um, QB really overall maybe you go late in the year late in the draft excuse me but when I'm looking at it there are three guys that I'm intrigued by and I think that the Saints should at least take a look at I don't know if they're gonna go all for it but these are the guys I I'm a little intrigued by by just looking at I don't think really any quarterbacks really great but these are the guys like if they show something I would definitely take a pick on them especially if it's later some two of these guys are gonna be high-end picks the other guy's gonna be a more of a lower end pick But when you're looking at Daniel Jones from Duke, I really liked what he showed in the senior bowl. His pocket presence was really good. Um, He was really good sliding in the pocket. Just really, really good stuff. He does have a good arm, that prototypical type player. He's good out of the pocket. Sometimes he gets a little reckless with the ball. But I think under Drew Brees, he can learn how to just you know hone his skills in. He's a cannon of an arm, and he can be a really good player in, I think, one to two years. I think he has a chance to be the NFL starter and even that Pro Bowl-type player. I really do think that he has the potential of that, and we'll see whatever team he goes to, if they can you know churn out that potential to be reality. Then, obviously, more of the wild-card-type player. The Saints would have to move up and get him, and I don't think the Saints have the capital to do this. But, hey, if he falls to, like, the 20s, I think maybe the Saints will take a look at him. And that's going to be Kyler Murray, the Heisman Trophy winner out of Oklahoma. He, you know, played was supposed to play baseball, doesn't play his football now, and he's expected to be a first-round pick. I don't expect the Saints to get him. But, hey, if he goes off and shines in this uh, combine, and I'm not sold with Kyler Murray. So... Really, right now, I don't think he warrants first-round pick. I don't know if he even warrants second-round pick. He would have to go and really show something, throwing the ball here and his decision-making skills. And I don't know if he can show that in the combine or even in his pro day. But to me, if he really shines, maybe the Saints do look to trade up for him and go into the, you know, move up in the draft, high in the draft for the second year straight. And then the third player, which I do think he could be a good player if the Saints have the time. I think you're going to need more than one year. But... um with time and they keep Drew Brees maybe two years, maybe even three years, you get um, this player if you feel like Drew Brees has a you know more than one year future for the Saints, and that's going to be Tyree Jackson out of Buffalo. This guy has an absolute cannon. Um, he's a really good pocket passer. His delivery is a little long, but I think, again, with Drew Brees, Sean Payton, you can learn to really um, hone this guy's skills in. The Saints have a lot of later round picks, and I wouldn't be surprised if they um, pick a player like Tyree Jackson and see what he can do. Um, sitting behind Drew Brees. That's just what I feel there. Our third storyline is going to be the D-line talent and how it's so plentiful. And one of the guys I'm really looking at it when you're looking at all this talent. I'm looking at Kalen Sanders. I'm going to say this. Saunders, excuse me. I'm going to say it probably until the counts come home. He's going to be, I think, a really good player in this league. I think he'll be a starter from day one. Now, if I was the Saints, maybe you don't um get Tyler Davidson and you pick Kalen Saunders. You get these guys. And uh, I think you get this guy. You Maybe you get um that star type player and you pick Calen Saunders and that would be amazing. That's a really, really good combo. But I think he's gonna be a starter from day one, especially. I think he's gonna be that type player that he can just plug and play. And if you can get him in the third, second round, gonna be a really good player. I also um really like liked Charles Omenui in from Texas in the Senior Bowl. I'm hoping I said his name correctly. If I didn't, I am sorry um to Charles there. My apologies. But I do think that he has a really high drive and he's just, he like, you know, he just battles against, he's really good um, at getting to the QB and not stopping through that really high motor. That's the word I was looking for. Really high motor. His moves need work for sure. But if you can get him a little later, I think he can be that type of player that he can definitely um, develop into a good player there. And then also when looking at our fourth storyline, I'm looking at the wide receivers here in this one as well. The Saints don't want to get Antonio Brown, and they don't really want to go after another wide receiver. They like what they have in Cameron Meredith. They like what they have in Traquan Smith. Maybe you double down two years in a row and get a wide receiver. I'm looking at guys like Terry McLaurin out of Ohio State. He could really move out the field extremely fast, and maybe you give Treyquan Smith a run for his money and pick Terry McLaurin out of Ohio State. Saints obviously love the Ohio State players. I would not be surprised if the Saints went out and got McLaurin. To me, I think he's that player you put him in right away, and he can have a big impact. When you're looking also, if you want more of a possession receiver, Keelan Doss and Andy Isabella, to me, are really good route runners. And I think that they could, even though they're coming from smaller schools, UMass and um, UC Davis um, in the football department, I do think that these guys, their season, they want extremely good routes. They may be not as at, um, at, uh, Andy Isabella, excuse me, there. But um, Keelan Dawes, I think he's extremely, he's a little slow on the slower side, but he's a really good route runner, and he's a good high point on the ball. Andy Isabella, so shifty and fast. He could be a really good slot receiver if they want, if the Saints want that. And I think he could be very good there. And then finally, our fifth storyline. And this is, to me, the biggest storyline. I think this is where the Saints may wind up in the news is I'm gonna look out for trades um and also signings re-signings I do think that the Saints they're meeting with Mark Ingram this week and I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints turn out a deal with Ingram and re-sign Ingram this week um I you heard it here first I don't know if it's gonna happen but that's just I think the signs are pointing to an Ingram Saints reunion this week and I wouldn't be surprised if that happens um also look out for this AB trade I think it may go down this week I don't know if it's gonna be at the Saints um I have no inside sources on that um, but I would look at just all the signs, if you're, um, really analyzing it, all the signs are pointing that he's going to go soon because the Steelers, they just can't take this anymore. Um, he's talking on social media, you know, always, he's always creating headlines. I mean, look, we've talked about this trade rumor for like three, four episodes straight and it's because every day new, new stuff come out. It just comes out and it's usually by Antonio Brown, um, <laughs> straight from Antonio Brown, excuse me. And then sometimes it's also from. You know, guys like Tom Parasaro, he seems like he's on it. Play, you know, guys like that, not players, um, reporters like that. They've been always putting out a lot of stuff on this, and we are definitely going to tell you, but I do think that trades will go down. I think the Saints will get Mark Ingram this week, if you we want to, my bold take of the week. I think it's the Saints will pick up Mark Ingram this week and get him back on a two-year deal. Also, really quick, I forgot to put it in the news segment earlier, but the Saints um did cut Kurt Coleman as I think you probably have heard from this point it was the news came out right after our last episode but what I do think about uh, the cut I think it just means like he, we knew he was gonna get cut um I think we knew that from the first week really of this full off season I just I look he's I think he could come back for a leadership role on like a one million dollar deal maybe a veteran minimum he not 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 for you know seven million like like I'll I'll eat the dead cap and save four million. I think with that four million, I think the Saints will um, sign Mark Ingram. I think when coming into it, the Saints are going to be looking after the Ingram deal. If the Saints would make that, um, they probably would have a not a high cap hit. Um, right now they have about twelve. Let's say Ingram signs for like five or six, then you are down to you know that seven range. And uh, I, I do think that the Saints will restructure Drew Brees and they they will get a lot of cap. I think they'll get ten million in cap out of that, and I wouldn't be surprised there, but Kirk Coleman, he just, you know, he just underperformed anywhere he played this year besides the leadership role and the locker room role, which is obviously very, very vital, but for that kind of money, he needed to be playing good on the field, and that's why the Saints may look at um, another safety to replace him, but Von Bell did a really good job. Gotta give it to Von Bell, because oh, he we're gonna get into it on in our next episode, because we're gonna be talking about the secondary, but Von Bell, very, very good this year. He did a really, really good job um, at covering, at... Um, doing really good at tackling. He's a really, really good tackler, and also just a playmaker around the ball. He's a really good player, and I think he's really coming into his own now, and maybe you don't even need that third safety. If you do, I would look at, maybe you re a kind of type player. Like, I don't think the Saints would go after him, but it's there's so many safeties this year, and uh, obviously, all the Saints fans are going to want the Honey Badger. I wouldn't be surprised if the Honey Badger signed with the Saints, but I would not count on it. And that's not the first move, move, excuse me, I would make for the Saints. But with all that said, I think it is time to wrap up this podcast. If you like this podcast and like this episode, you can follow us on Twitter at the at This, on Instagram at, at Discussion, on Podomatic at, at Discussion, And then also, also, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, our iTunes channel, our Google Play channel, and our Spotify channel at the hudat discussion as well on youtube please subscribe comment like hit that notification bell it's just really really helpful on our last episode we had a lot of talk um, in the comments and it was a really really good time so thank you for everyone that commented down below and then also on itunes please leave us a review and a rating it's really helpful because if you guys can give us those five stars rating and those good reviews we can give you more content and that's definitely what we're looking for. And then also on Spotify is you could download the episodes, do all that good stuff. Um, it's very helpful for me get um, the Spotify following up as well. Just everyone that's you know liked that, left a rating, that left a review, that um, comments that, do um, really does anything with the podcast, that even follows us on Twitter and Instagram. Everyone that's done that, just thank you so much and. Uh, Thank you for the Houdat Nation who, you know, six months before this podcast wasn't even a thing. And now we are definitely growing. Obviously, we're still growing. But it's definitely been a really fun time with you guys. And I can't wait to look more into the free agency and the draft and just this whole offseason ride until we get to that 2019 season. And I just can't wait for that. So with all that said, I want to say thank you, prove them right, and Houdat.